You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. It is Monday, and boy, 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 do we have a lot to talk about, including the Memphis Grizzlies and John ja Moran, in this case, making headlines for the wrong reasons. Woke up on Saturday morning to certainly disappointing news. The Instagram Live Ja had posted in which he flashed a gun. Much has happened since, including the Grizzlies losing a second straight game last night without Ja Morant. They lose it to the Clippers, we'll get into what all it means. Nike has spoken. Uh, others have spoken and said things along the same lines and the same sort of advice we had given Ja previously, uh, just as recently as when the Washington Post story came out about the summer incidents uh, last week. And so we will discuss what needs to happen now. Taylor Jenkins certainly spoke on it yesterday, said a lot, lot, lot of layers to this, and we'll get through that, what it means for the Grizzlies in the right now and in the future. Uh, as for the Memphis Tigers, every time it feels like with Houston, well, I can think of one, Tremont Mark hitting that shot a couple years ago. It was like that. Jamal Shedd last night or yesterday uh, hits a shot with guys draped all over him. Houston wins 67-65. It felt like it was right there for the taking, the program's first win over the number one ranked team in the country. It does not happen. Heartbreaking, yet... With my man John Martin in the midst of it, uh, did feel like it was a throwback, John, at least by the way it looked on television, a throwback to the days of yore when that place was full and rocking and full of uh, and full of a, a, an incredible energy. Was it not it that was, in terms of being in it? It was a privilege to be in that crowd. Well, that's 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 a, that's a heck of a way to put and it. And you can sort of hear that my voice is kind of coming in and out because I was I was in I was in it, man. I was into it. I was part of the crowd. It was a uh, it was a vintage Memphis basketball crowd, man. It was so loud, it was so passionate, mm-hmm. it was so electrifying, um, and unfortunately, you don't get the result there at the end with the game winner, the buzzer beater. Not even just a game winner. I mean, it's a buzzer beater. There's zeros left on the clock after that shot, but it was it was the kind of performance that you know I think embodied. You know, when you tell like when when Riley is old enough. You know, that's the crowd that I will tell her about. That's the Memphis basketball I will tell her about. Like, that is what it is and can still be in the right setting. Um, nationally televised game it sounded amazing. I mean, it was packed to the gills. It was an awesome day, an awesome day other than, unfortunately, the L. Um, but a lot to get to today, as you mentioned, uh, a national story now. John Morant not with the Memphis Grizzlies, going to miss at least another game. But all the information that you know, it's going to be more than that. It's going to be more than that. There is no timetable for his mm-hmm. return to the organization. So we'll get into that. Everything that happened over the weekend. There was not a lot of positivity, unfortunately. I mean, the Grizzlies lost uh, even after a fifty-one point third quarter. Couldn't get it done there in the fourth. Uh, Tigers couldn't get the win. I will tell you, though, there was one really beautiful moment from the weekend that I at least witnessed for myself, and that was at halftime of Memphis and Houston. And I don't know, I don't think it was on TV, but it was one of those halftimes where people did not leave their seats. And the 72-73 team was honored. Mm -hmm. And you had families of players who are no longer with us. You had the players who are still with us. You had managers. You know, uh, the Bartow family was there. Um, and our 125 guest, Vicki Finch, and her family were there. And, you know, look, it, it's, it's even if you're not from here, the, the cultural impact that that team had 
not just on on the University of Memphis, but the city. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was profound, and it still felt, and it was very emotional, even for me. You know, I was I was not even close to being born, but I'm I'm certainly a student of of history here, and I understand what that team meant. And so it was a it was a really really well done, um, you know, I thought uh, presentation by the University of Memphis, and it was just it was touching to see everybody back. You know. Everybody back lined up on ha- at half court. Fifty years later. Fifty years later. So that was one thing from the weekend that I thought was was beautiful. The rest of it, not as much. But we will talk about it. Jason Fitz going to join us at eleven twenty-five or so. Talk to him about John Morant, the Grizzlies, uh, his thoughts on the situation, and then Vicky Finch, as we said, in studio, I believe. Oh, that'd be over the phone. Oh, over the phone. Gotcha. Yes. Over the phone uh, at. 125. So we'll talk to her just about the weekend and, and everything like that. You know, we'd like to catch up with Vicky once a year. So at least. So we're going to definitely check that off the list. That's the show today. Respect Burgers at one o'clock. But I think the place to start is is the story uh, revolving around John Morant, uh, the franchise player for the University of Memphis. We spent a lot of time, or excuse me, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about last week. Uh, his shoe launch, you know, his shoes are, are you know, they, they just dropped in the in the sneakers app last week, and it's just sort of you 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 know you conflate that with the news and and what happened over the weekend, which for anybody that has not seen it, John Morant was on Instagram Live uh, in what appeared to be a club or a house, or whatever. Uh, there's a gun. He has a gun, and uh, there are some scantily clad women in the background. And NBA promptly investigated. Now John Morant is away from the team, and as others have mentioned, heavily sort of wording around seeking help and and mm-hmm. and getting better. Um, you know, Jalen Rose had said has said some some things, and and look, we 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 sort of we sort of did this right. Like we we sort of have already done this segment about John Morant. Um, you know, after the news came out. You know, whenever that was the first report about the incident at the at his house, and then of course it came back in last week with the Washington Post adding to the, you know, the report at Wolf Chase Mall, and then of course this story. So I, I don't know that in terms of what there is to say, how much different it's going to be, except maybe now is it is it last stop type thing, you know. Is that sort of where we are? I, mean, I think that's kind of the question. Well, it, it, it's obvious because we were just here to your point last week, but this this is the difference, John. We were able to point to those incidents and say, well, this happened in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Hopefully there's been change, right? Hopefully someone's already gotten through to Ja and that change is already starting. Then you wake up on Saturday morning yep. and you see a guy who's been accused of at least having a gun in his waistline by a 17-year-old who's got a civil suit against him, uh, a guy who's had the league investigate an alleged gun incident by the Indiana Pacers. Flash a gun! Complete tone deafness. Like, what are we talking about here? So so it was th- – this isn't just – this can't just be – well, last week we said, well, this is, th- these aren't recent. If anything recent happens, then it's news. Then we see the video and we say, well, well, there's the video and uh, just went on about the No, here it is. This shows you that, no, this is a pattern now. And, no, the growth that we had hoped was already happening, right, you're, you're, you're at zero. you got to start from now based on this is because it was complete, complete stupidity on the part of John Morant to go on Instagram Live after a loss. Forget, set the loss stuff to the side, the fact you're doing this after a loss, but the fact that you're going to, you've been accused of gunplay, playing with guns, essentially. Mm -hmm. The last couple of weeks it's come back out, and John, the Washington Post came out on the same day the Powerade thing, the the Powerade campaign starts off. The, The last thing you should do, is be anywhere near one and certainly not bringing it on your and, – and here's the thing. This wasn't somebody kept taking a picture of him mm-hmm. with a gun, right? This mm-hmm. was John Morant doing it to himself. On Instagram Live. So so you wake up and you see it and you go uh, – it's almost like, holy – with everything we've seen, John, with the AI stuff, 
you're almost like, is, is there a way this is fake? This has got to be fake. There's no mm-hmm. way he went and did this. This is this is just this goes beyond the a mistake of a 23 year old. This is more. This is stupidity yeah. when you've got what's what's circling him right now. And no, you find out it's real. And clearly, it makes you wonder because it's such a you know a stupid move. It makes you wonder what else was involved. You see, you've seen the sort of the language they've used. We've seen Ja taking tequila shots. Heck, we celebrated it at one point, remember, on the way to the All-Star game, whatever else. When you're making decisions like that, that just go against the grain of common sense, you'd think there are other factors involved. I don't accuse Ja of anything here, but clearly, Mm -hmm. because this is where I come in. And listen, I was doing it at an age much, much, much later than 23, where that alcohol will make you do that stupid stuff. And so back to your point, John, about what, you know, why, why this is different and we're not it, – it can't just be the same conversation that we've had in terms of, well, John needs, John needs to realize and tighten up is because you're, you're, you're dealing with a pattern here now and a guy who simply doesn't understand, at least right now, right, what's at stake, what he's got to lose. And I thought you, you touched on this, but Jalen Rose in terms of I was Ja and I had to grow and figure out at a time I'm, I'm getting things and realizing, well, I'm, I'm also a leader of – my family and everything else, but man, I'm you know I'm young too, and I was I came from a. I will say this, like, it the lifestyle that Josh seems to want to put out in terms of perception and how people right now doesn't seem like the clearly. And Shannon Sharp spoke about doesn't seem like the way he came up. That's what's so that's what's so added a, a layer of what feels like silliness to this. That that ain't even you. You know what I'm saying? Josh didn't come up on street corners. You know, gang banging from everything we can tell. Man came up great, great two parent family. Everything else was trained to go to be a basketball player as he's got tattooed on his arm. Like, this ain't even you. And so, uh, uh, yeah, man, at some point, the kid gloves have got to come off when you're talking about it as an organization right. or the people that are talking to Ja. And now it has to be shake him, right? Yeah. Shake him back to some common sense before, here's key. He makes a mistake that he can't overcome right. or come back from. Because that's the thing here. Yeah, yeah. You got a young guy that's made some mistakes. He hadn't hurt anybody to this point, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And and you can come back from all of this. But but clearly, it, it has to be a different conversation yeah. now in terms of, yeah, just hope for change. And, and Ja is saying, you know, he needs to seek help in terms of dealing with this stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I hope that's the truth. But here, here's my issue is, like, if it, it – because I – it was much later in life, like I said, where I had the sort of obedience or, or uh, the, the, in terms of to myself to realize, for me, this is my walk. I'm not saying this is Ja. Yep. Where I, I, alcohol made me do silly stuff, so I had to stop. I didn't figure that out until later. Yeah. And when you were in that 23, right, that is so young to tell yourself, right. oh, I've got an issue with this or yeah. it's a problem for me. And so we can say he's got to grow right now, mm-hmm. but, but I'm telling you right now, it takes a ton to be able to change, right, right. that early in life in the well, kind of way that it feels like John needs changing. Well, and, and look, all so, of this is sort of, you know, veiled language. You know, we're we're sort of, you know, we're we're sort of deducing what what it really what's really happening and what really is the root of the issue. Which you know, we look, we know Ja, as you mentioned, like Ja is not ashamed to and has not been afraid to say like he does get after it, right? Like you mentioned that plane. We were yeah. celebrating it. Yeah, what are we sure. talking about here? We said, yeah, guys of age, you drink, 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 go, 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 have your fun. The one thing no, that, no. you know, as it relates to John Morant that I, I can't do, I can't give advice, and I'm not going to give advice because I'm not in a position to understand at all what it's like to go from being a working-class family in South Carolina to being non-recruited to blowing up and becoming worth half a billion dollars in the span of four to five years. I can't relate to that, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to sit here and act like I can't, and that my words w- would or, or should mean anything to him in terms of what he should and should not do. Obviously, the gun thing is uh, uh, its obvious that he shouldn't be anywhere near them. Um, that, that goes without saying. But what I can do is I can shed some light on if we are talking about uh, a, a substance abuse problem. If this is a, if this is alcohol related, and that these are influencing the decisions that he makes, Ja getting better is only going to happen if he takes ownership of it himself. Mm-hmm. Not not 
because he's being told to do it, mm-hmm. not because the, you know his family or the Grizzlies are saying, "Hey, man, you know," or Nike saying, "Hey, you got to go to this place, you got to go to that place, you got to," right. you know, no, 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 no. Because, brother, I've lived that. I have lived through multiple Salvation Army graduations. I've spoken at them. I have lived through uh, uh, West Memphis missions. Mm. You know, I have I have run the gamut on recovery programs, right? Time and time again. And the only times that they stick and that they work are when the person involved truly believes and wants to get better. It's the only time. It's not going to be when, you know, your family says, hey, man, you got to do this or else X, Y, and Z. It's not going to work. It's not going to stick. It's got to be something that Ja realizes for himself, right? Mm-hmm. This is what we're dealing with. He's got to do and that there's no other alternative. You know, that whether it's for him, whether it's for his daughter, whatever the case may be. But it's only going to be a, a, a permanent a fixture when ja, if and when Ja takes ownership of that himself. And we have no way of knowing that. Like, we don't know if this is a situation that Ja, you know, he, he put out an apologetic statement. Yeah. The, the statement itself took some accountability, right, which was great to see. But we know how these things work, too. You know, if in four months— we're in the same place, you know, and again, I've lived it. I know how hard it is. It's hard. And, and by the way, you're talking about a guy that's worth $230 million plus, $500 million. We've taken, the, I'm sure, the Nike deal, the, the contract, the Powerade deal. Like, how are you going to tell that man anything? How are you going to tell that man anything? He, he, he determines when and where he will be, you know. So I can't even imagine, like, we couldn't even we couldn't even break through with my dad. My dad had nothing. My dad had absolutely nothing. He was homeless. And he still, you know, he, he still didn't get right until he made that determination. So again, I'm not gonna give advice, but I just think that's that's what this comes down to is is real ownership. Not the not the, you know, antiseptic, you know, clean cut statement that was worded by an attorney, but something that Ja really believes himself needs to happen. And I and I pray cuz cuz they do. It's a great family. They're they're awesome people. They've been great Memphians and Ja has been a, a terrific ambassador uh, to this point for the city of Memphis, but there's no question that like something's got to change. Well, it, let, let, let's just consider another avenue of this too if it's because the NBA is investigating. Sure. If you were found to have brought a gun on a team play, there can be some severe some severe, absolutely, in terms of punishments for that. In terms of suspension, anything else? Um, there's some CBA language about bringing uh, a gun to team facilities, team flights, where you get into some, you know, double-digit suspension talk. And so, John, more so than you or I saying, and and or more so than Jalen Rose telling him that, if this comes down, right. And you're took you're looking at a long term suspension for the Grizzlies. Then, cl- then, then, then clearly it has to stop now. It can't just be about well, Jaws got to be he's got to reach an age where he's mature enough to want to grow and listen because those those are those are all true things. But if this changes this season in any way mm-hmm. in terms of a long term suspension, he's missing the playoffs. Then, then you can change everything in terms of. Uh, again, we've talked about mistakes that you can overcome individually with what you've you've accumulated with the Nike deal that they and they stepped up to support you, power and everything else. But if these decisions get to a point again, we don't know that the gun was his. We don't know that it was on the team plane. But you got to consider that this was on a road trip. The NBA is investigating and again. If it comes down where he's suspended for a significant amount of time, throws the entire season into disarray. Even more so, it is. Oh, by the way, you lost Brandon Clark over the weekend for the for the season due to an Achilles, then as a franchise, you have to grab hold of this and say, okay, these mistakes aren't just costing you in terms of potentially, it's costing all of us. And so, because then you're getting into some territory where, right, people going forward, John Morant, you, you think he had a microscope on him already when he's dropping the gun in the Instagram live. Like, if you, you get one of these cases on you and they find out you were immature enough, stupid enough, whatever your word is, to bring a gun on a team plane, and it comes back to cost you a, a season in terms of how competitive you could have been? Yep. Th- th- there is no – you don't need the speeches yep. about, oh, you need to change, and oh, you go into and self-help and all that. It's got to stop now. Yeah. 
or else you're going into well. I mean, that is the, that is another angle of this completely. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we can talk about John and the self help right. he needs and how we all made mistakes as young as young folks. But when you do this in right. a professional organization now, yep. and you've got the NBA coming in for a second time right. to investigate a gun incident, yeah. This could get we could be talking about this through a much on a much different frame here in a couple of days. Well, my sense Quite is possibly. that my sense is someone's going to cop to that, not named John Morant, right? I mean, that's the way that this typically would work. Like whoever he was with is going to whether it's right or wrong, they're going to say it was his. You know, it's like Chris Carter always said, you got to have a fall guy. So again, I don't know whose it was, um, but I, I I assume that's the way that this is going to go, but. Look, I, I mean, I, I do. I feel like this but, is... But because you've got the previous incident... Oh, yeah. No, you're... Yeah. They, they won't be as inclined to say, you know what? Yeah, you, you know, we're, we're going to believe you guys on this. Right. Or, or we looked at the video. We didn't see anything either. Right. We, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're going to dig a little yeah, bit deeper sure. now. For sure. So you better hope you got that guy. No, that's that's it's 100% right. And that right. they can't find that this this gun was on a plane or... Yeah. You know. Your team facility, in this case, doesn't mean you're talking about a road trip. So it's right. the plane that's key. Yep. Yeah, I, again, it's a it's a story that I have a hard time, and I think most people have a hard time comprehending, because on the surface it really doesn't make a lot of sense. It just doesn't. I mean, because what Jai's doing, and I saw this like uh, Darren Bates has a has a has a podcast Raw Room, and he had a bunch of former he had AJ Brown on there. And they were talking about this before. They said, "Bro, it's like." All the guys who are in the trenches want to be where you're at. But for whatever reason, you want to be in the trenches. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it just doesn't it, – it, the math doesn't, doesn't really add up to me. So I can't, I can't understand it. He's, he's reached a level of success that, that you feel like would, you know, <laughs> you would want to, you know, of, of, you know I, I don't know. Again, I just can't, under, I can't understand the, the thinking behind it, the, the – the desire to project an image that nobody believes anyway, um, I don't. I don't understand it. I can't understand. It. Um, but I, again, all we have right now is that John Moran has taken the steps to 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 be accountable and to and to seek help, and he and he said as much. And so my prayer is that he finds it because we need him. You know, and this is this is bigger than than basketball at this point. I mean, we're talking about, you know, this guy has a, a, you know, fair or not, like he has an obligation to the city that he represents. You know, and we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot, and you know, look for for a long, long time, he was a, and still can be again, such a bright light, such a bright light for this community, but not not like this, not like this. Yeah, for us and for, and for his daughter, for his family, that that's the other part about it. Like you don't want to go down a road where you've lost everything that you. The the reason he goes so hard, all that is that how how much of a family guy he is, right? Taking care of his folks. Part of the reason it's the DNA of Ja that he goes the way he does, and it's driven him to the to where he's at. But like I said, when 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 it, it and it really was at a point in my life where. When I started thinking about my son and the example I've got to be for him, that I said, you know what? Yeah, I, I can't keep going down that road. And so, again, you're, you're talking about for us, for the Grizzlies, for Memphis, yeah. uh, you know, for anybody who's had a dream coming out of wherever. Yeah. Yeah, he represents a ton to them. But, again, just for your own, for your, for your family. Think about your family's sake yep. in, this, in this instance. Yep. Your beautiful daughter that, you know. Thinks the world of you so much, so she's she's doing every dance you do. She copies every move you make. Right. You don't want to be an example, a, a bad example of her of something to follow. Again, and and that's something that helped crystallize things for me. I think when you have kids, that's another level of maturity Absolutely. that you reach. And because he's had them at his age, yep. again, again, you can. It, you're right. I mean, he he represents so much for all of us in terms of right what he could be and how far up that that yeah. star could go, but. All he has to do is look down at his beautiful little daughter and think about, you know, this is this is not the image I want to portray. Yep. Again, back to your point, why, portray an image of hard for to, what? To, for what? To what end? What's the game in that? Portray an image of blessed, like you have in some cases, right. and, and have that. That's the more positive image. That frankly is exactly the, right. Is the cooler one and the one that uh, it is the one that's going to have you know. I, I think that can do the most good. Yeah, you know, and and it, and it, for, for your family and for for all. There's not like some credit system where like oh like oh man, John Morant's like the hardest player in the like 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that's well. Uh, that to me goes. Yeah. Like there, there's no you don't get anything out of that except honestly you, did, you didn't come up like that so I don't even see why what right why you think you're gonna inherit that now the only yes. NBA gonna think you're the hardest player in the league yeah like for and, and what does that you. get you right I mean that Zero. Probably, that gets you issues that gets you issues man and I would also add really quickly because he's taken some heat and I just don't really know how fair it is like who is anybody to tell T Morant how he should or should not handle this situation. He he has done a great job. I mean, he was he was with he was with Ja as a as a young man, preparing him, coaching him, mm. getting him ready to play basketball. And then, oh by the way, in two, three, four years, he goes from being this n- n- kid that nobody knew at all and got yeah. offered because of a Dorito, yeah. a guy a coach wanted a Dorito, to now he's one of the most valuable players. In the NBA, there is no manual or handbook for parenting, and and I am far be it for me to sit here and as a parent myself act like how I would know how to handle that. You know what I mean? Like I I, I heard people on Jeff's show today calling in and saying, "Well, T should do." Who the hell are you to say who what T should do and what T shouldn't do? And by the way, you don't know either. You don't know what T has said or not said. Right. None of us right. do. You know, John's a grown ass man. John makes his own decisions. You make your own decisions. I make my own decisions. Mm-hmm. Irrespective of what my dad or mom says or doesn't say. T has done a great job. We've had T on the show. We've had, we've had a long, long conversations with T. I think we all feel like he's done a good job. But at some point, right, your child makes their own decisions and has to be accountable for their own decisions. So the one thing that you're not going to hear me do today is criticize T. Morant. And the family around Ja because this is a grown man making mistakes. That's exactly right. That we're not talking. And, and yeah, he's young. He's young. There's right. no doubt about grown, that. Grown man making but, mistakes but, is the key there. But yeah, he, he, well, I've seen a lot of fathers say, "Well, I beat my son's ass." That's what I do. We're not talking about a 12, 13, or fourteen that. year old. You don't know that. Who lives in your son's home? Yeah. But first off, you don't know how T raised Ja. Back to your point. But secondly, T, T T's not going to grab up Ja and. That he, you're talking about a grown man now that's making his own decisions. Once I was John in my 20s, once I was out on my yeah, own. Les my, Smith calls my, you says, hey, don't do this, man. F you, man. I wasn't hearing it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? That, that was my thing because why? I was out from under my dad. That's but back, right. Back to the point. He had he could give it to me all day long. It was on me it to is. receive it. It is. I, I'm, you know, he's raised me right. Did I still go out and make some dumb decisions? Exactly yeah, right. Absolutely I yep. did. Yep. E- even with the good rearing from from Mr. Smith. And so right. at that point, it's it's like the birds out of the nest. You know what I'm saying? That's T, T can, and I'm sure he has said, right. but you can't blame T for the mistakes of yeah. a of a grown because, man here. Because to me, it's talking out of both sides of your mouth. We well, say he didn't come from this lifestyle he's trying to project. Well, isn't that a credit to T. Morant and his wife? in terms of the way right? that he was brought for, up. For, yeah. they, they have done a and, – and also – like his uncles and everything like that. Like I, I've, and I'm not trying to act like I know them uh, super personally, but I've been around them a bit. I know sort of like they're good people. Yeah. They're good people. And and I'm and what I'm not going to do is sit up here and try to pretend like you, me, or anybody else should know how to handle a, a situation like this as fast and as quickly as it happened. You know, this is not like a family where dad played in the NBA. There was an NBA player that came before. You know, this is un- this is an unprecedented situation. It's like winning the lottery. You know what I mean? If I won the lottery and my dad called me and said, hey, son, I don't think you should, man, click, click. And I'm 31. I'm not going to sit here and listen. I just, bro, I got $350 million. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to your advice. Right. So how we, to me, this is all about John Morant. Yeah, it ain't about T. That's what I agree with you 100%. It's all about John Morant and the and the and the actions, right? And the decisions that he makes moving forward. And I think all of us are 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 hoping and praying that this time away from the team will will have some redeeming qualities and that and that will you know that this will be a a, a period of growth and learning and understanding and that it's genuine, that it's coming from a sincere place that like Ja feels like he needs the help, you know, because that's to me that's the that's a key component is believing that you need a little bit of help because I think we all do. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully he comes out of this and 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 we don't ever have to have this conversation ever again. Yeah, I, I don't think we're talking about a game or two here though. No, it's gonna be. I mean, I 
I don't know how long it's going to be. I know uh, Jenkins said no timetable, but that, that, this isn't a deal I don't think where we're exactly all right. of a sudden Grizzlies are back to looking like themselves early next week because John Moran's back and Steven right. Adams is back. And we told I mean, that Brandon well, Clark because, news is devastating enough. So in terms of where this team is going to be here the next few well, games, I, I think we have few to, weeks like, perhaps. I think we have to sort of bottom line. I mean, this, is, we're, this could be – I mean, we're talking about somebody's life now. You know? I mean, this is, this is a young man's life and a young man's direction. So it shouldn't be, all right, do a mandatory stand at X, Y, and Z, and in three days you come back. You know? Like, this is something that should be treated as gravely as the situation is. I mean, it is. Uh, and so I think, you know, speaking to that, it, it could and should be a bit before we see John Moran. And, and that's, like, way down the list, right? For As you mentioned, for his family, for his daughter, and everything else is secondary. Yeah. So I, I'm praying and hoping that Ja does indeed, um, you know, find the healing, find the healing in, in, in this process. And then, again, we don't have to have this conversation again because that would be good for everybody. Uh, we'll come back. Jason Fitz is going to join us. We'll talk to him about this very thing, get his thoughts on the Grizzlies, Ja Morant, how it's been handled, and more. Stick around. Jason and Ja, 90 Turn FM, ESPN. It's Brad Carson here in studio with the guys. For our new sponsor, it's the Betley Sportsbook, B-E-T-L-Y, from the folks that brought to you Southland comes the very first book legal in the state of Arkansas. Now they've brought the same exact technology to the state of Tennessee. Easy, simple, local, and the only current legal book that covers both the whole state of Arkansas and now here in Tennessee. So if you're listening to 92.9 right now here in the state of Tennessee, download the Betley Sportsbook. You get $250 risk-free for your first wager. That's the first reason to uh, get in there and, and download the app. Second reason is one of the reasons that I use the Betley book exclusively, and I used it this weekend actually, uh, wagering on Memphis Tigers, Memphis Grizzlies, NBA. They've got college baseball on there. They're one of the few that puts uh, very good lines on college baseball games here in the South, including the Southeastern Conference. Uh, but we're getting ready for conference season. This is the conference championship season. And in the uh, in the promotions tab, they've got the odds boost for like the WCC powerhouse parlay where you can get St. Mary's minus 6.5 and Gonzaga tonight minus 14.5 if they cover and uh, cover those numbers. They boosted it from 275 to plus 305. So more money for your bets with the Bentley Sportsbook. So many ways to have fun. That's why I use it. You must be 21 and older and located in the state of Arkansas or Tennessee to play using the Bentley Sportsbook. Make sure you play responsibly. If you need help quitting, call 800-522-4700, the Bentley Sportsbook. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is that time of the week. 
It's time for the Fitz hit. You know him, you love him, Jason Fitz from Fitz and Harry. Joins us every single Monday here on the show. And he joins us. Now, Fitz, we we have a bit of a somber topic to start with, and it has been sort of the story in sports over the weekend. John Morant, after a video um you know, I don't know where it was, but there was a gun involved and there were, you know, scantily clad women involved, has stepped away from the team for at least two games. Um, what do you make of this, you know, and, and what's the right way to frame it when it comes to Ja, the team, the NBA, just, you know, as best you can, you know, how would you sum everything that's going on this weekend up? You know, when I saw the video, genuinely, my first thought was, y'all, because there's a city, there's a franchise, there's sports radio hosts, there's people that have waited years for Memphis to get the platform that it has right now. And you think about how excited everybody, and and I was with you guys not that long ago when you got the news that Memphis was going to be on Christmas Day, right? You think about the NBA and what the NBA can do from a marketing standpoint to make sure that certain stars and certain organizations get seen. This is, to put it very simply, a crossroads for Ja for the team, for the league. And and I I say this loudly, I I know Memphis right now is looking around saying, hey, we can contend for a lot of things, and and this is a good basketball team. I don't care. Like right now, if you're Memphis, the only thing you're worried about is how do we get our superstar on track so that we don't waste years of his career and his life making bad decisions. And the hard part about this, like I've been around plenty of people in my life in music that woke up one day with a level of fame and fortune that maybe they didn't expect and they didn't know how to handle it. Not everybody knows how to handle the platform that you get. And when you're worth the amount of money that some of the guys get to be worth, it's hard to keep any sense of reality. I've often made the joke, you know, when people in in inner circles at one point joked years ago that Taylor Swift didn't have a lot of sense of reality. I'm like, well, somebody was bringing her water when she was 14 years old. Of course she doesn't, right? Like reality is easy to lose when you have a ton of wealth, a ton of popularity and a ton of platforms. So right now it isn't about the two games he's stepping away. The question is who can the organization get in his ear specifically that's going to help him see the opportunity he has and help him make better decisions. And that's not, that's easier said than done in this situation. Like your inner circle can take your life to, to new heights. It can also take your life to new lows. I've lived both of those so my heart breaks for everybody involved in this. But right now, bigger than basketball, because the M- NBA will throttle any attention that Memphis gives until this gets right. I believe that with, with all my heart. So this is a really difficult situation and a crossroads for the player and the organization. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've said to Fitzy that, and you just touched on it, you know, who, who's who's best suited to give him that message, right? And and you, you heard Jalen Rose had a message for him this weekend, said, you know, I was John Moran. I had to, and, and we've looked, you know, We've said, too, locally, Penny Hardaway is a guy who, involved in some stuff early in his career, completely gets his feet out of it, you know, and you realize, you know, what he ended up being worth with his shoe line and everything else. But but it, even in saying all that, and, and maybe there is this, this right person to get through him, isn't it up to you as a 23-year-old to listen, right? Because that feels like so much a part of this is if Jaws listening to it. I mean, how, how hard is it? to listen when you've been given as much as he has uh, in terms of power, in terms of money at 23 years old? Yeah, you can't force anybody to impact change in their own life. They just have to be ready to do it. And, you know, I've made this comment several times as a Raiders fan. You know, a lot of Raiders fans have plenty to say about Jamarcus Russell and what he did with his life. And my joke has always been with a little bit of seriousness, well, if you'd have handed me $32 million fully guaranteed at 21 years old, I wouldn't have made good decisions. I'm the first to admit, you know, uh, I'm not going to throw stones here. If you'd given me John John Morant's wealth and platform at his age, I would have blown it too. Uh, But you can't, at, at the end of the day, all you can do is try to get people to see it, listen to it, hear it. You got to figure out who he really respects and who really has his ear. But you're right, personal ownership. I, the, the first year that I was ever on the road in music, I remember I, I, I drank way too much the first year I was on the road. I've always been open about this. And the, the crazy thing is that I got to December and I realized that because I was drinking too much, I just wasn't playing very well. And there's this moment where you realize that, that like I had a personal responsibility to put on the same show in December that I do in February. People are paying the same money for the ticket. And, but I had to come to that realization. Nobody sat down with me and said, hey, you know, you need to drink less and work out more. Like, I had to figure that stuff out for myself. He's going to have to figure that stuff out for himself. And, 
this is hard too because his dad's been such a huge part of his life for so long. Does his dad still have his ear to to stop the behaviors that we're seeing right now? None of us, but John, know that. So I, they've got to figure out who he respects. Like who who sitting down with John ja would be like, yeah, man, I cannot believe I'm sitting down with this guy, and then listen to that guy because I I think it takes that version of a mentor. Look, there's no way to uh, project or predict any of this. You know, like you can't you can't do that in a, in a draft process. But and and I'm, and I'm not I'm I'm not blaming the Grizzlies here either, but. How different would this or could this be, you know, if there were a, a veteran in the locker room? You know, that's one of the things about the Grizzlies. They've, they've always been, since Ja got into the league, one of the youngest, if not the youngest team in the NBA. And it sort of has felt like, you know, he's never really had that mainstay veteran. Jay Crowder was here for that first year, and it really felt like it had a, a positive impact on him. But how much do you think the Grizzlies being as young as they are has perhaps contributed to this? It's huge. And, you know, it, it's it's a decision that organizationally they needed to get ahead of a long time ago. Like one of the things that I think fans roll their eyes at is you hear the phrase like somebody's being overpaid because they need a locker room presence. That's huge. Uh, and I, the number of guys I've talked to that played – professionally in big leagues, whether it's Major League Baseball, NBA, or NFL, they've all talked about how there are certain guys that come into the locker room that immediately grab the attention of everybody and teach you how to be pros, you know, and you've got to have that person. Look back to even in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes talks all the time about how part of the reason he's Patrick Mahomes today is because he had Alex Smith to show him how to prepare, when to eat, what to eat, how to break down film, how to structure his week as a professional. Like, those are all things that we don't even think about that not every club handles the right way. And you got to know when you have a young team, even if you have to overpay, even if you're bringing in somebody that isn't contributing the way you need them to on the court, sometimes you need somebody that's contributing in attitude, contributing in professionalism. Like sometimes you need that guy that's going to look around and say, hey, that's not the way you do business if you want to win championships. And that's why some guys that have a bunch of rings are going to always be paid because they understand culturally what it takes. I think Memphis was behind the eight ball, not taking care of that as an organization. And now you got to ask yourself, is too much toothpaste out of the tube? Like, can somebody come in and really assert that level of dominance in a team and market that we know is run by jaw? Like that's much more difficult. So I, I think Memphis mishandled that from the outset in this roster construction. Right now, at least personally, it feels like, you know, mistakes that he can overcome just in terms of, you know, like Jalen said, you've got so much to lose. It doesn't feel like he's technically lost anything yet. That said, if you are Nike Fitzy or if you are Powerade, you know, obviously Nike stepped forward, said, we're, you know, we support him. We appreciate his accountability. You know, we you know, support his prioritization of his well-being. But what's the line for you, Fitzy? Like how many more of these, if you were those companies, can you see before you say, you know what, this is this is a road going nowhere for us? Yeah, well, and that's where it comes down to, to use the TV phrase, Q rating, right? So what Nike and places like that are going to do is they're going to start to to do surveys of their buying audience to see how their buying audience associates John Morant. So, like, I don't know that necessarily it's, hey, one more incident or two more incidents as much as it's how are you carrying yourself in everything you do? Because what they'll start to do is brand association. And so they'll do these tests. And if if people ask random questions about John Morant, associate him as to use a very, tri- I, this is a triggering word for a lot of people, but I'm going to use a nineties word used around the NBA. So I apologize for it. But a lot of people used to say thug all the time. Mm-hmm. And what you saw is thug mentality got uh, athletes dropped in the, in the early two thousands around the NBA because the NBA wanted to clean up their image. And I know that's a triggering thing to say for a lot of people, but what's going to happen is they're going to do, you know, Q ratings on the buying audience in Nike and say, when I say John Morant, you say, and if the answer starts to come in as anything less than clean cut salesman, then they're going to drop it. Right. And so this just becomes part of what you have to do. It's better to be invisible than it is to make people see you in a light that you can't get around as a marketing guru. Yeah, and I'm 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 sure I'm sure that is part of the calculation going on right now. We're talking to Jason Fitz, catch him on Fitz and Harry right here on ESPN Radio. All right, we got the news this morning, man. Derek Carr signing with the Saints. He didn't want to do the Raiders a solid. 
didn't want to uh, accept the, you know, the trade destination, but he is ultimately winding up with New Orleans. Uh, what do you make of that fit? How much better are the Saints today with DC at QB? Uh, so here's what's interesting: the fit makes a lot of sense because Dennis Allen. Uh, was the coach of the Raiders when the Raiders drafted Derek Carr. He knows Derek Carr incredibly well, and the two know each other and they're comfortable with each other it's indoors, which I'm sure Derek Carr likes a lot. Uh, and, you know, obviously there are weapons on that team. It's it's an okay team. I think they were 7-10 and 10 last year. They're not great. They're not terrible. Does he make them a Super Bowl contender? No. Is it the weakest division in the NFL? Yes. Does he make them capable of winning that division? I think so. So I think he's got a road to the playoffs. But, you know, Alvin Kamara is going to have to answer a lot of questions about the video footage of him at the uh, at the Pro Bowl from last year in Vegas. There's still, uh, you know, charges awaiting on that. So uh, will Kamara be available for him the whole year? What's that going to look like, I think? And New Orleans is also $20 million over the cap before they signed Derek Carr. So they're going to have to make a bunch of uh, roster adjustments. How good will they be? I think they're a pretty good football team. Am I surprised he didn't wait out to see what happens with the Jets? A little bit. I think that would have given him a better chance to win a bunch of football games. But that being said, I mean, he goes somewhere where he's he's in the NFC. It'll be a total new challenge for him. He can win a bunch of football games, and I think he has a chance to be a playoff quarterback. I just don't think he makes them a Super Bowl team. Is there a play for Tampa or quarterback to go get that keeps you above them? You're right. It's a terrible division. But in terms of Tampa trying to stay ahead – of a Saints team with Carr, what do you do there at QB? Yeah, I don't think there's anything to do. And, and, and frankly, this comes down to the really uncomfortable thing for a lot of people to hear. I think there's going to be a bidding war on Jimmy G. And I mm-hmm. mean, right now, if it, depending on what Aaron Rodgers does, your only option is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, yep. that's why I think it was Daniel Jeremiah over the weekend that said rumblings were that he was going to be a $35 million contract next year. So uh, I, I, that comes because there are just so many teams that need somebody back there and Jimmy G is better than Zach Wilson. So uh, I'm, I'm really going to be interested to see what happens with that, that contract situation. Cause I don't think there's an easy answer. And by the way, the bucks are in full cap purgatory. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tampa Bay just decide they're going to gut everything. They're going to stink. And they'll try next year in a, in a draft that has Caleb Williams and Drake may two guys that are, are franchise quarterbacks today. We'll see how they play out over the course of the next year, but I wouldn't be surprised to see some teams just realize they don't have a shot at a quarterback and tank. All right, so Bryce Young measured in 5'6", 145 pounds. Does that scare you mm-hmm. uh, at all? Or, <laughs> or I mean, do you think – I mean, look, for me, I mean, I see the guy's ability. I see his ability to improvise, his arm talent. You know, I'm not an NFL GM, and I think the hardest thing – I was telling Jason this last week, like, I think the most useless thing in all of sports media today is when anybody tries to pretend like they know whether a quarterback is going to be good or not at the next level. Like, we simply just do not know. With that said, I'm going to ask you, Bryce Young, first pick, you doing it, yes or no? Yeah, uh, without hesitation, I'm picking Bryce Young first. I I, I think C.J. Stroud, like – Here's the thing with Bryce. It's a really easy evaluation. Either you're comfortable with the size or you're not. So if the size is really your thing and you want to knock him off the board, that's that's fine. That's up to you. But for me personally, he took hits from SEC defenses. He, he got absolutely clobbered by that same Georgia defense that's put 732 people in the NFL in the last year. So, you know, he's proven he can take these hits. I, I, I don't have any questions. And in fact, what's really interesting is I think all four quarterbacks – did did a good job of raising their platform this weekend. Like C.J. Stroud answered the questions on his athleticism with a level of leadership that I, I was stunned by in the way he handled it. I thought it was brilliant. Bryce Young went in and measured in heavier than anyone thought he would, which is good for his, you know, yeah, but Anthony Richardson was an absolute beast as always, and Will Levis went in and did exactly what he said he was going to do. I mean, if it weren't for Anthony Richardson's athleticism, we'd be fawning over Will Levis. So I think all four quarterbacks really made a case for themselves, and I still believe we're going to see history, even though I think there's fatal flaws to some of these quarterbacks. I think quarterbacks have a very good chance of going one, two, three, and four in this year's draft. You want one, you're going to have to move up to get one because there's too many teams that need a quarterback. Yeah, well, Anthony Richardson, as you mentioned, the, the dude ran a four-four. That's even faster than my partner here. We clocked him at a four-six unofficially, which was very impressive for his age. Thank you. Uh, yeah, man, he's he's still he's still keeping it together, man. He's not quite like you with the Orange Theory. I mean, you're burning like 900 calories a workout. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. I mean, this guy's a beast. But Anthony Richardson feels like a Raiders pick, doesn't? I'm bracing myself. I know it's going to happen. This is what we do. Uh, convince me he's not about to be a Raider. I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to make it to seven. 
Uh, honestly, and this is why, you know, if Lamar Jackson, if the Ravens are stupid enough to non-exclusive franchise Lamar like. Jackson, yep. I would go get the, I would go get Lamar right now because the funny thing is the reports were that the Bears want three first-rounders, a second-rounder, and a third-rounder to move up to one. So it's going to cost you more to move up in the draft than it will to sign Lamar Jackson, right, and to trade for Lamar Jackson. So, you know, I, I think it's going to end up costing three first-rounders for anybody that wants to move up into the top four. And by the time you get into that level, it, it's just it's too rich for the blood of a team that's just got too many holes. I, I think the Raiders have, have, you know, quietly said, I, not even quietly, I think Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels have made it very clear that they think that the roster needs an overhaul and that they, they're going to do that with patience. They don't really care about what everybody else wants. They want to do it patiently. And, and also, I don't think that's the wrong approach. I mean, I think you, you get the best player you possibly can without leveraging everything else you need in the draft because the Raiders have too many holes to give up three first-rounders for a quarterback that may or may not pan out. That was this week's edition of Fitz Hits. Join us every single Monday. Catch him on Fitz and Harry, XFL Today, Sports Center on Snapchat. The man puts in the work. He puts in the hours. Thanks, Thank brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, boys. Have a great week. Yep. He is Jason Fitz. Join us every single Monday here on the show. I, I mean, Richardson's combine performance was was ridiculous. It was freakish. I mean, yeah, he's an athlete. We knew that about yeah, him. Yeah, exactly, though. exactly. But now you got now people are you know intoxicated oh, by the speed and the size, which is what he always had at Florida. It, you know, it's about that you know throwing towards the sidelines ability, right? To mm-hmm. me, that scares me. Um, but I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if it does go one, two, three, four. I mean, it is the most important position in football. So if you feel like there's a franchise guy potentially, you should go get him. So Come see works. us. Come see the Bears. All you have to do is give us a first, a second, a third, two firsts, th- oh, three firsts. Oh, the hall firsts, will be great. Your, uh, your unborn grandchildren. Whoever what you, else? Come get your guy. For a 165-pounder? That's a lot, man. It's a lot. You guys are asking. You guys are greedy. I, I, mm-hmm. And Poles is like, he is defiant about it. He's like, I'm trading this pick. Basically, mm-hmm. he's like, because I know I'll get a, I'll get, I'll get, a, I'll get a one in twenty four, and I might get a one in twenty five. High is better, baby. I so, like what he's doing. Yeah, should be interesting. Vicky Finch is going to join us at one twenty five. We need some positivity. And at halftime uh, of the game yesterday, I, as as we mentioned, I was there. They they did honor the seventy two seventy three team, and it was really touching. It was really emotional. And and of course, Vicky and and the Finch family was there. So we're going to talk to her about that and, and just being around the families and the and, and former managers and coaches, just getting a sense of, of what that day felt like. Uh, always good to catch up with Vicky. so she'll join us at 125. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 Turn FM, ESPN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 